Peace, peace, everyone. It's your girl, Sequoia Blue, back in here with another episode. And we have Morgana Ray in here today, the money boss. She knows how to attract that money. And we're going to learn something today because I definitely want to attract some money. <laughs> so uh, thanks, thanks for coming on. Um, so I want to start off with my first question. Now, this is going to be good because I definitely have have this question. So um, how do you make money fall in love with, in love with you? Like, how do you attract it? Well, I'm so glad you asked because honestly, I got to where I am by being the total opposite, by being so bad at making money, like having people who wanted to hire me and give me money and unconsciously talking them out of it and doing it over and over and over again. And it was so painful because I was also working so hard and spending so much money I didn't have Mm -hmm. on marketing and networking meetings and more classes to get like more skills. And I still wasn't making money. So for anybody who is, you know, watching where I started was being like having superhuman powers of money repulsion, like being really, really bad. And then taking everybody's classes, like, oh my God, you know, not just the classes on marketing, but the classes on mindset and law of attraction and affirmations. And I had two gorgeous vision boards and, and I live in Los Angeles. So we have all sorts of spiritual people who would like wave their hands and change my money DNA and none of it worked on me. By the way, I'm not saying that stuff doesn't work. I'm just saying that none of it worked on me. So I was like the big loser in the universe. And Mm. so there's actually If you're feeling like that right now, that gives you sort of an advantage in the process. Like I was so excited that you invited me on your show because my process is called financial alchemy and your show is called alchemy. And I'm really into alchemy (laughs) because alchemy is the transmutation of lead, lead and human experience. So we aren't just going to like high vibe only folks. We're actually Mm going to use all that so the way you make money fall in love with you is you start with where you are and you get like really honest and you don't pretend everything is okay and you don't even there was a scientific study back in 2009 I think in Wales where they found that people who said affirmations felt worse as if you're like living in your car saying I'm a millionaire, you feel like a liar. So that's that we don't want to do that. So the first step is to start with what to start with the lead. The first step of alchemy, you know, yes. is is uh extracting the lead, focusing on everything that isn't okay. And what we really want to do is we want to uncover the root cause of our scarcity. And I I want to acknowledge that like systemic stuff is real. Systemic racism is real. Facts. Complete facts. Yeah. It's real. It's not just that you have low vibrations. It's you aren't imagining it. You aren't crazy. It's real. So we want to use that. We want, we, we want to include that in the stuff that is wrong, that makes the world an unsafe place. Yes. So step one is we want to uncover the root cause and of, of, of the scarcity. So we want to include anything that has ever made you feel unloved, unworthy, or unsafe because money represents love, worth, and safety. So mm-hmm. we don't want to just like spin around in the money story. We don't want to like come up with a bunch of negative money beliefs and a bunch of positive money beliefs and swap them because that's just intellectual masturbation. We want to have like a real transformation. So anything that made you feel unloved, unworthy, or unsafe in your very personal life, but you can also throw in real world, big stuff like climate collapse and racism and, and animal abuse and all the stuff that feels wrong. And we want to like build a critical mass of feeling 
not enough that you are traumatizing yourself or dissociating. We're not here to harm you, but enough to go like, wow, the the world sucks. You know, you want to get there. That's yeah. the limit. Like, I hate this. I hate this. And then we personify. We per, we give personhood to everything that's wrong. Yeah. And Usually I start with my own personal story. I'm kind of just going into like teaching, but I'll, I'll, I'll try to weave it reference. So, um, I started with like, hello, I, I like big, you know, um, S with an X on my chest, you know, my superpower was money repulsion. Um, Mm like a dollar sign with an X on my chest. That's what, that's what my, my superhero costume would have been. I never thought of that before, but it just, <laughs> that's funny. Um, and I was in like, I've been trying so hard for so many years. And I hit a point where I just had one too many disappointments and I kept taking classes and doing everything I was supposed to do. And I was, you know, I was making a hundred dollars a month living in Los Angeles. Wow. And even that was looking iffy. And I kind of reached my breaking point and despaired and just really, really dark, dark. Just, I didn't even want to play anymore. I didn't want to be on the planet. I was so pissed off and hurt and hopeless. Mm. And I remember just, like lying down on my bed and crying and screaming and raging and crying and crying and crying until I cried myself out, like, you know, just bottomed out. And I remember thinking when I cried myself out, what was inside of me that couldn't be with money? And I had a session with my coach the next day, which is insane. Like I couldn't pay rent, but I had a coach and I have to say you know, thank goodness that saved my life because Mm -hmm. on this session, this wonderful coach who'd been trying for months to help me and nothing was, nothing was happening. But on this session, maybe because I was in such a dark place, he had this weird moment of inspiration. And he, he said to me, Morgana, if your money was a person, who would your money be? Mm. And in that moment, I instantly saw who my money was. And my money at that moment was this big, scary, dirty, violent biker dude. Tall, white, bald, long sideburns, tattoos. And there was just something really, really scary about him. Like he was a bad guy. And and I immediately imagined myself at a live outdoor event. And I would have my eye on him all the time specifically to create distance between us. And that Mm. sort of my aha moment that, oh my God, like all this time that I've been sending out emails, by the way, I've been sent, I've had an electronic newsletter since 2002. That's how old I am, right? Sending out newsletters, going to networking meetings, speaking you know, marketing, printing cards and brochures, because back in those days we had brochures, all of that didn't matter because no matter what I did, the, the deepest core of my being had to create maximum distance between me and money because it was this dangerous dude who Mm. caught and was evil and cruel. And that changed everything because I realized there was no way that I could have money in my life no matter what I did. Wow. If this guy was money. Yeah. And the only thing we could do was get rid of him. Mm-hmm. There was no possibility of me having money in my life if he was my money. So I had to get rid of him. Yes. Yay, right? Yes. Monster's gone. New problem. I live in LA and now I have no relationship with money. Oh and, Lord. <laughs> right? Yep. And the weirdest thing is like, I never knew that that was my relationship with money. I never knew that I felt that way about money Mm -hmm. until that moment that I made him a person and then made him gone. That's amazing. 
suddenly there was like this big empty hole around me that had been occupied by this monstrous money entity making me feel bad that I wasn't good enough, that the world was unsafe, that I wasn't wanted. Um, and he was gone and I felt this vacuum and I was like, oh, I don't want, I can't leave this space open because he might come back. So I better get a new relationship with money mm -hmm. right away. Yes. And if you've ever been in a horrible relationship with mm -hmm. somebody like abusive and mean and you and you feel like dirt, like this is the best you can do and yeah. you finally get out of it, like the last thing in the world you want is to get into another relationship. Blah. Yeah, it's like, no. <laughs> all that. And that's exactly how I felt about getting into relationship with money. It's like, no, thanks, but I have to. So yeah. who could I want? Who could I want in my life so much that I'd be willing to overlook that this person is money? Mm. And that's really important. It doesn't work if it's a relationship where it's, I'm, you know, uh, what have you done for me lately, money? It's a, it, it has to be, it has to be love first. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't even matter that this person is money. It has to be like, wow, this person is so lovable. Yes. So I thought, well, who could I want? And being the ridiculous romantic fool that I am, instantly who appeared in my mind's eye was some tall, dark, handsome, romantic young man, yep. really clean cut, mm -hmm. wearing a tuxedo, carrying a bouquet of red flowers, as if he was like picking me up to take me to the theater, right? And, yes. And I was so overwhelmed by like how loving he felt, how yes. romantic, how it was like he wanted to woo me. Mm. Like sweet person who wanted to woo me and here I had been like slamming the door in his face for years breaking his heart yep yep and what's important here is realizing that wow I'm the gatekeeper I have hello I have the body yes <laughs> I have the I have the power in this relationship I have been pushing him away all this time and he wanted to be with me Mm -hmm. which created a new problem. Every solution like has a new problem, which is great. He wants to be with me. I don't know what the heck to do. Like, yeah. how, yeah. how? Yep. Like, <laughs> how? I've been pushing him away. I know how to do that. Mm -hmm. How do I let him in? So the, the great thing about making money a cute guy or girl or they, I mean, it works any which way, is if you ask a question, you get an answer. So I asked him, what do you need from me so that you can stay with me? Mm -hmm. And that was our first conversation. And he said, I need you to love me. I need yeah. you to love me and please stop treating me like a monster because it breaks my heart. Yes. So great. I want to do that. But there's still that practical, well, what does that look like? Like, so how do I not treat him like a monster? Well, here's an idea. When somebody wants to hire me and they say, how much do you charge? Instead of freaking out with guilt mm. and shame and yeah. ooh, right? Oh, my God, yeah. I'm such a terrible person. I'm going to charge money, right? Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good money is some stinky monster that I don't want anybody to notice. Instead, I'll say... This is my fee. Yes. Not. <laughs> and shut up. <laughs> like, yes. Quiet. And as luck would have it, I got to try it out like four times the next day. I picked up like four clients, a double what I'd ever charged the next Wow. And they kept coming. They kept coming. And I just, it's been this journey of how do I be a loving relationship partner to this person who wants to be with me? What will make him happy? And, and spoiler alert, things that will make your money, honey, happy are your self-care, your self-respect, 
You yes. choosing people in your life who love you. Man. You know, cho- choosing activities that align with your values. Yes. You know, um, your happiness turns mm-hmm. your money on. Yes. So, and we're so, doing the flow. Right. So, you know, any, any like paradigm where you have to slave away in some degrading situation yeah. and sacrifice yourself for people who don't appreciate you is money. Money. It's going to bring down your frequency. Right. And then you um, can't tap in. And by the way, I, I, because you, you said that thing about the frequency there, there is a tendency in yeah. personal development land to be sort of afraid of those low frequency experiences. And what I want to say is that those low frequency experiences, those victim experiences are part of the totality of our human experience. I think that they actually are sacred and sources of power. We don't want to live there forever, but it's those those ex- those victim experiences are really what humanize us so that we can we have the capacity to respect the experience of yeah. somebody else. And it's almost a time of reflection to say, okay, this happened. What is it that's causing this red light? You know, I read Matthew McConaughey book and he's always talking about the red lights and the green lights. What is the, the red, you know, the red light at this time that's bringing me on this lower frequency? Cause it's like that reflection. So I don't think, you know, and I was telling my mom about that. I said, you know, happy people get sad too. And it's okay, you know, there's moments and it's not, as long as you don't stay there and be in your bed forever, but I think it's okay to just say, hey, I'm, I'm upset right now because I want this, but I'm going to be okay, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes, like, I was hit by a car and in a coma, came out of the coma, oh. had a traumatic brain injury. Oh and God. by the way, recovery from that kind of thing is so long and it's invisible because you look fine, mm-hmm. but your brain isn't working. So you're thinking slower. You can't remember things you can't you you can't analyze the way you used to I would get sleepy I it it just it went on for years and but it was invisible Mm -hmm. nobody could really tell and nobody could prepare me for it so there are just that's a metaphor for things that happen in our lives that we don't just have a set period of being sad and then we bounce out sometimes I think that um the suffering and the pain lasts for as long as it takes for it to deliver its treasure. Mm. And our job is to do everything we can to get yeah. better. And it's sort of like pregnancy. You can do your best, but it's mm. going to take as long as it takes to deliver the goods, right? That's true. And I agree on that one. So, <laughs> What does help, though, is to not make it wrong and to not suppress it. In fact, there's um, a principle in psychology called enantiodrama. It's like one of my favorite. Enantiodrama is the, the theory or principle that when you fully express an emotion like despair, it mm-hmm. gives birth to its opposite. So, like, imagine sinking down to the bottom of the pool. When you hit the bottom, that's when you can push back up. So, wherever you are, like, you know, I'm not a sadist. I really want everybody to be happy. I don't care for suffering at all. Um, But use what you have. Like, you know, yes. already paid the price of admission. So whatever that painful experience is in your present or past, especially around stuff that has made you feel powerless or unloved or unvalued, unworthy, shame, or unsafe, like accidents, eating disorders, violence, illnesses, any of that is like, that's where we want to like, that's what we want to pull from 
to mm-hmm. make the world a bad place and then blame it on your money monster. Just it's a crazy counterintuitive leap of creative yeah. association, but it works. So then so then imagine there's this person who's been pulling all the strings in your life and maybe in your ancestors to specifically mess things up for you. This is all creative imagination. There's bad ancestors too, you know. Yes. I found that out like a few years ago. Yeah, um, like how yeah. many monsters that made the world unsafe? They didn't. They didn't come out of a vacuum. Like they've been, you know, they used they used our parents and our grandparents and their, you know, their families and other continents. You know, it's mm-hmm. been building up for a long time. So, and then it passes down to us, and we get to yes. we get to break the chain. And so, when you have your monster, it's really real and loathsome and huge and awful and stinky and powerful and scary and terrifying destroy it like blow it up and and i know that my audience tends to be very love and light vegan right <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i had a client in spain who said oh i can't kill my money monster i'm a vegan and i'm like but it's imaginary. Yeah. <laughs> it really comes down to this is everything that will crush your will to live and kill you if you don't reject it and destroy it and choose yourself. Destroy, yes. you know, you're rejecting everything that you don't want in your life experience. Blow it up. There's there is a a sacred power. I'm not saying go get a gun and hurt anybody in real life. I'm saying there is, you know, instead tap into that like Durga, the goddess of India, energy of slaying ignorance and just destroy every trace of the monster. Create that empty space, create that total absence of monster, that that vacuum. Then, then you get to invite in the new relationship with money that I call your money money. And, you know, he, her, they, whatever, you know, just so, and it will not, this person will not feel like money. This person will feel like a God of love. Yes. Who's in love with you Mm -hmm. over everybody in the world, shares your values. You want to save the world? This partner wants to help you save the world. Yes. Have that conversation. Find out what your money honey needs to stay with you the way he and that's and that's great that you said that because a lot of people i know they're like i'm broke i'm always gonna be broke my life and they got so many talents but they they just don't they just gave up you know they just they just gave up they're sitting in a corner they're almost about to get evicted you know and i'm like but you didn't do anything to with your skill sets that you do have and it's like they don't and I, you know, bring up, you know, getting rid of traumas and stuff. I didn't say it as great as you did, but getting rid of traumas and stuff to um, to take that blockage away. But they don't, you know, they just don't listen, you know. So it's like, how do you get through to those hard heads? Well, first, <laughs> A, it's not their fault, but it is their responsibility. Yeah. So, and responsibility is great because it is the ability to respond. So yeah. I... I love that you used the word broke because that is such a horrible word. <laughs> not having money does not mean you're broken. Yeah. But the, but but our society, you know, put that on us, which says mm-hmm. so much about how society values people who have money and don't, regardless Man. of what kind of human beings they are. Yeah. So, so the person who is in that horrible place has a huge advantage because the monster is like so up close in their face. It's a lot mm-hmm. harder for when somebody shows up and is like, oh, I'm actually doing okay. I just want more. You know, then we have to dig a lot harder to get to get to the pain that creates enough contrast that we have something to change. Mm-hmm. The magic and neutrality. We have to create polarity. It's, you know, you, mm-hmm. you have to separate the lead from the gold. So, um, and there was one other thing that I wanted to say that is already slipping away. Um, what do you say to the person who is in that situation? Um, well, first use it and 
Oh, oh, I remember. This is, you inspired something really, really important that I'm so, because I never plan what I'm going to say. So I'm like, you're a good host and you're like bringing up all these great ideas. So Sequoia. Yes. And I'm going to apologize before I do what I'm going to (laughs) do. But so Sequoia, if I were to say to you, you're the reason that I can't have a nice home. You're the reason I'm going to be out on the streets. You're the reason that I can't fulfill my dreams. You're the reason for blah, 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 blah. You are the dream killer. How would you feel? I would feel upset. Like, I would feel disappointed. Like, how is it my fault? Would you want to stay around me if I was saying that to you every day? No. I'm gone. (laughs) money. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, ah, yep, because you're you're planting the the manifestation, you're planting your story, because you're just telling the the, the monster, you know, blah, blah blah. You're not creating that love for the monster to turn, you know, to turn that monster into love that yeah. wants to stick around and help you and help you figure yeah, out your. We create the monster, but we yeah. did because I think you know society created the monster and we have oh, to yeah. respect it. Um, mm-hmm. But even if money is the nicest person in the world, I I had an experience about a year after I originally changed my relationship with money. And here I'm getting all these clients. And then, and I don't always share, I usually don't share this story, but again, you brought this idea that about a year later, the money started to dry up. Mm. And I kept ignoring it. And it was getting worse and worse. And finally, I just like had it out. I had it out with my money, honey. I was like, how can you do this to me? Mm. And interestingly, he pointed out that I had like four instances with clients who weren't paying me, but I continued to coach them. Oh. And we sort of had this deal that when when such and such happened, they would pay me, but such and such happened and they still didn't pay me and I wasn't asking them to pay me. And what I was doing was I was telling money that he didn't matter. It was like mm. I was cheating on him in front of him. Oh, man. And he felt so sad. He felt so sad like I didn't want him. Like he didn't matter that I wasn't important to him. So he kind of was like, oh, she doesn't want me. Okay, I'll go. Wow. And as soon as I got that, I felt like I felt so bad. Not like shame on you, but like, oh, my mm-hmm. God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I have this sweet person and I I immediately said wow you're right what can I do to make amends he says you have to go back to those people and tell them you need to be paid Mm. and that was like if that was something I was comfortable Mm. with I would have done it that was like ah but I did it I did it and honestly Mm. I got paid part of what I was owed by only one of them and the other three were just like not great people and so you know they uh, but here's the interesting thing is so I got paid part of what I was owed by one of them none by the others but I still quadrupled my income wow unexpected sources so there's there's because you gave your money honey some love yeah it was just being a better relationship partner yep I love that analogy and I'm happy that we're having this this conversation because this is going to help so many people um, and then I wanted to ask you about Abraham Hicks. So, you know, Abraham Hicks said, <laughs> she, <laughs> I was listening to a, a YouTube channel and she's like, you don't have to work for money. She told the guy to quit his job and to just wait for the money to come. And I said, well, you know, how is that going to work? Cause you know, you can't, you gotta have some type of skill set. If you don't want to be a regular job, fine. But you can't just tell, like, she didn't explain to, because some people don't understand. Like, I'm kind of out-of-the-box thinker. I'm like, she means do something else. But some people are listening like, oh, I don't have to do anything. I, it'll come to me. I'll just wait here. It'll come in the mail. Yeah, I think that that's <laughs> the worst message ever. And and it's tricky because I have a lot of friends who love Abraham Hicks. And I assume a lot of people watching this love Abraham Hicks. And, like, part of me doesn't want to offend anybody yeah. with my opinions. But I will say this, this instance specifically, why I think that is so bad is quitting your job and sitting on your couch and waiting for the universe to do it for you makes you such a helpless victim baby. 
<laughs> and it makes money the monster again. It gives all your power away. You did not go through all the bother of getting a body and coming to planet Earth and going through everything you went through to sit on a couch while your money fairy goes out and does everything for you that doesn't evolve you. Mm-hmm. That isn't what the world needs. It's not good for you. It is yeah. another monster. Yep. So don't give your power away. Instead, you know, you're here for a reason. I a dear friend of mine says the universe is extremely efficient at getting rid of anything that isn't necessary. So if you're here, you're necessary. Yes. I believe we all have the potential to help save the planet, save the world, at least save and not, you know, do good, just do good. The reason to do good is because doing good makes us happy. The mm-hmm. three things that make human beings happy and money is not on the list mm-hmm. is love, lifestyle and legacy. Yes. And so that's why we're here. We aren't here to sit on the couch and think about <laughs> gold p- falling in our lap. I think that's, yeah. that's, yeah, I mean, I, I'm like, all over teams, but that that particular show it threw me off because so many people are just listening; they're not thinking outside the box. So I yeah, definitely she's wrong. She's wrong. Yeah. Right? I said and it. Even in, even in religious culture, you know, the church and stuff. I think the churches are getting better now, explaining you know that you have to work for it. But before it was like, oh, just pray and it'll come. No, you still have certain things you have to do. It's you know? a combination, like yeah. Gandhi said something wonderful. He had a list of like bad things that I'm going to totally butcher. But one of his list of bad things is wealth without work. Like that, that is not, that doesn't make the world a better place. Work is not bad. Suffering and struggle is something that I think is actually unnecessary. I, well, I mean, it, it happens. So I won't. You know, I I actually sort of like the Byron Katie approach that like, you know, things have, what is, is, let's not fight it. So if, if struggle is here, well, then let's find a useful purpose for it. Let's make it right so we can use it and not stay there. Um, I, and I, and I, and I also love um, the Jewish concept of, I think it's Tikkun Olam, which is that our, our job is to like heal the brokenness mm. of the world. That's our job as human beings. Right. So um, I know that when I'm like really passionate about something, really into it, I will work yes. so hard and it mm-hmm. feels amazing to work yes. hard for something that is meaningful. Yes. Sitting on the couch is not. No. <laughs> and and I'm I'm happy you said that because it's like I just think that if you have skill sets, use them, you know. Um, and and don't, you know, if you because some people have a background and they feel hopeless after getting out of jail and stuff like that. But I I still feel like you can turn your life around. You've seen so many stories of people becoming chefs out of you know, getting out of jail and um, just all types of stories. So I think it's, it, you're right. That relationship with money and your mindset and getting over those traumas, you, you can win. You can literally there's, win. There's a great organization. I think it's called Homeboys in Los Angeles where this, mm-hmm. uh, this priest uh, built a restaurant where everybody working in the restaurant and it's like crazy gourmet, amazing restaurant. They've got a bakery and they've got a gourmet restaurant and everybody employed is an ex-con. Oh, wow. So that out when yeah, I go to the really visit. Super duper inspiring. I think it's called Homeboys Network or something mm-hmm. like that. That's amazing. Um, I think that's good because I, we and my mom were just talking about how we, we would like to, you know, hire felons for certain things. Cause I'm, I'm a technologist, I'm in tech, you know, and the thing with tech is I, I'm more, I get my degrees in metaphysics, my, you know, and it's weird. Cause I'm like in tech, you know, I'm not, I love tech, but my passion is, is, is art helping people. Like I would, if I could do this every day, full time, I would do it. You know, I love to talk to people and pick their brain, learn about their journey and, you know, inspire people. That's so, not weird at all. Like, yeah. that's, that's why we're talking. Like, um, one of my clients 
uh, is a data analyst in Australia who also talks to dead people. I have um, a, a client in Florida who owns a big data company but believes in magic. I have a client in Chicago who used to own a telecommunications company. I think now she's developing an app, but she also teaches Kundalini Kundalini yoga and yeah. you know you know it's I, and so I that's what well I think it's important like I especially for women like I'm gonna get all like political feminist here but I think it's like really really important especially for women because women are so smart yes, <laughs> and but for human beings in general it's like if you're only metaphysical you can really lose touch with reality and start to believe awesome. in very weird shit. Yeah. Yes. And it's like a balloon and you just kind of flow off into la la land. But if you're yes. only technical, it's like earthbound and heavy and there's no buoyancy. Yeah. You want to have both. Yeah. And and that's what I also want to ask you too. So I want to talk about people that have I guess you could say multi-hyphenated people. So some people, it, it does that, you know, push away money because someone's got their hands in different jars now. And it might not be that they tried, right? Like for me, I didn't try to, it just happened. Like I just got into podcasting, people res- it resonated with people and I can't stop. I got into music, I can't stop. You know, these are things I just, I just can't stop. I like, I'm a lifelong yeah. learner. I like certification. Your money wants you to be who you are. Yeah. Period. Period. And the world is full of billionaires who do lots of different things. Yeah. Like Richard Branson is a fun example. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. Richard Branson's made records. Now he's going in, you know, and airlines and, and some of it works and some of it doesn't. So yeah. and there, there are different kinds of people. There's um, in neurolinguistic programming, they have this idea of people who are, um, uh, difference oriented and and similarity oriented and I may have the terms a little bit off but so people who are difference oriented and and the way and I'll, I'll give you the way you find out is like you put down three quarters and then you ask somebody to talk about it and the 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 similarity oriented person will go, Oh, they're all quarters. They're all worth 25 cents. They're all silver colored. You know, they all have, I think it's George Washington on them. You know, they're all American, you know, and they see all the similarities. And then the difference oriented person will go, well, that one's dirty. That one is facing the other direction. That one's tail side up. That one is from this year. Mm -hmm. And so, and then people are kind of on the spectrum of, you know, extreme and extreme. The more difference oriented you are, the more variety you need. Yes. You are the worst person to hire for a long term job because you'll need to have some sort of change every two years at yeah. least. Mm-hmm. So, so being a coach or a consultant or somebody, you know, you just being a podcast interviewer, you just need to mix it up. Yes. And yes. And you can make wild amount. You can totally, I've made millions of dollars and I'm totally difference oriented. I learn how to coach. I get bored. So I start programs. I get bored. I need to figure out something new that I'm really bad at. So then I do that and then I get good at it. Then I need something new that scares me. So I do retreats and I write books and, you know, and then I take, then I take West Coast swing lessons because I'm a glutton for for being bad at something. (laughs) That also has to do with being over 50 comes a point where you really just don't care how bad you are. You don't care though, I think you're like, yes, <laughs> have a good time. Right. So, um, and, but the same disoriented people are, are ideally suited for having the same job forever. Mm-hmm. And that can also be very, very lucrative and successful so yes you need to stick with any one thing long enough for it to take roots mm-hmm. most entrepreneurs are difference oriented mm-hmm. and they need a sameness oriented person to keep that plant watered after they go off chasing the next shiny object yeah <laughs> yeah definitely and I think I learned that too because you know at first I was jumping you know and I said why well, didn't just 
work the right way because at first it was just only music you know in my early 20s and then after that I said I learned I had other skill sets I said wait I need to make money to invest in music I don't want to be caught up with some company and they take our money or anything like that so those are things that people have to understand you know as well as sometimes when you're in a I guess you could say artsy type career you do need to have other skill sets because you don't want someone taking advantage of you um Okay, I know you. I know you said you had an appointment today, so I am going to ask you one more question. So, what do you think about people that create an altar and they put they like it's the I think it's an Orisha religion, um, but they they feed the 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 uh, ancestors, they feed them and stuff, and they said they attract all this money. I met a young man in Los Los Angeles when I was living there, and he told me that he was he was feeding the uh, his ancestors, and he said he was making all this money. So I wonder is that Cause I don't know if that works for everybody. I just don't. I would say, ask your money, honey. Mm. I would totally say, ask your money, honey. I yes. completely, completely see a situation where your money, honey says, do this. Like I, um, that's, that's always the final. Okay. There are six steps. I don't think I, I, I said the steps. The first step is uncover the root cause. Second okay. step is personify the monster. Third step mm. is destroy the monster. Fourth step, count the fingers here, uh, is meet your money, honey. Fifth step is have a conversation with your money, honey. Sixth step is take action. And by the way, you want to be doing step five and six forever. You don't just say, I love you to your spouse, and then you're good to go and do nothing else for the rest of your marriage. It's never going to work. But you always want to be in dialogue and taking action, not to win your money, honey's love. But because action is good for you, you know, action gives you power. Action is magical. It makes you, it's like how we are, you know, it's, it's our agency. (laughs) And so, so I, you know, I love to share the story of Katie from Canada. Mm. It sounds totally made up, but she's, I actually have, she, I coached her on a love a live public broadcast. So I have, I still have the recording of this and her, when we slayed the monster and she had her money, honey, and then the final step, what action are you going to take to let yourself and your money, honey, know that this relationship has changed? I mean, sometimes, you know, clients get, Oh, I'm going to balance my checkbook or I'm going to do my taxes, you know, or I'm going to call that person who owes me money. But sometimes it's like really weird out of left field, get a manicure, go dancing, you know, stuff. And in this case, it was go skating. Mm. And her reaction was, but it's cold because she lived in Canada and it was December. But she, but it, her money, honey, was like so turned on by this that it was obvious that was what, that was the deal. And she said she would do it. Mm. And wow. then she didn't keep her word. Oh, no. So a day goes by and she doesn't do it because she's so stressed out about money and she has to go and do things to make money. In mm. day two, this is like after the fact, because then she hired me as a coach after that. Um, so oh, wow. I found out like the punchline after, after this live call is so the second day goes by and she's like way too stressed and doing everything she's supposed to do to make money and nothing happens. And she didn't keep her word and she didn't go skating. Day number three, she takes her son who I think was 10 years old at the time out to the skating rink and they skate and they have a wonderful time and they have like a deep emotional connection and they go home and she gets a phone call and she gets $10,000 without even asking for it. Wow. And that was just the beginning yeah, of this new relationship. So mm-hmm. there's always that action piece. So yeah. Step number six is you take concrete, measurable action. And it, I don't know what it'll be. I love yeah. that because especially if it like, it's like, Ooh, I can feel it. I'm, 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 very over the top intuitive like but you know one yeah. of the of that catastrophic car accident is that it just blew up my intuitive powers so I started knowing wow. things before they happened and I can hear yeah. things before clients say it I can hear I hear and I feel and I even smell and see things and so wow. it's very useful coaching and because I can sort of like sometimes a client will say 
I'm going to make 30 sales calls a day. And I can just feel her money, honey, going, oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> so heavy. <laughs> like, no. And it's not. And in some instances, that might be the right thing. And I'll feel like, yeah, but yeah, that feels punishing. That's like, that's. Yeah. And it's again, it's not that action is bad. And sometimes sometimes we just have to eat the shit sandwich because that's that's what's in front of us. And that's our next step. Mm-hmm. Our evolution. Um, but it's always has this like hint of expansive like I'm gonna do this thing that I don't want to do because it will grow me Uh, and my money honey is saying that I'm bigger than I think I am and this is just the next step of the journey so I'm gonna do it yes wow I like that that was interesting Oh man, well, to, to wrap it up, I do want to um, let you uh, tell the viewers where to buy your book and about your quiz. I, did, I didn't finish your quiz, but it's very interesting. Um, <laughs> you didn't finish it, it's easy. There's- I didn't finish it yet. I, I just started going um, going through this morning and then I started right. setting up for the interview. I was like, okay, let me finish okay. it. That's so our- yeah. Um, my book, which is conveniently like <laughs> stuck on the mantelpiece right behind me, if anybody is watching this, um, Financial Alchemy, 12 Months of Magic and Manifestation. And it's international bestseller, like totally shocked me. Like it number one bestseller in countries that don't even speak English and it's English language only. But what it is, is it's a, it's a con and I'm going to warn you, it's not just a book. Like it has content, but it also is a half of it is a system. It is is a self-coaching system for magic and manifestation to make it really, really easy baby steps to stay on track with your relationship for money and to get better results than you've ever gotten before without like heavy lifting and struggling. Yeah. Really learn how to play with the universe. I love to, you know, how to make things happen that in a way that it feels like magic. So it's, there is the content in the first part and then there's, then there's just you casting spells, the rest of it. So mm, casting spells. Absolutely. I'm, I'm you know, <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, so, and so you can, you can get it anywhere like Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Walmart, like Walmart carries my book. That's how However, if you go to my website, MorganaRay.com, like easy, it's just my name, one word, MorganaRay.com, you will see a book page there, which actually has links to Amazon, I think, Amazon, US, UK, and Canada, but it's like available all over the world. Um, But if you come back to that page after you buy it, there is a bonus. There's a bonus in the book that everybody gets, but then there's a bonus that everybody else doesn't know about, but you know about Mm -hmm. is secret is you come back to the website and you enter your name and your email address and your receipt Mm. and you will get what I think is, if I recall, it's I think two and a half hour Q and a call that I did after the book launch. So people do the work and then they come up with great questions wow and that's that's when things get really interesting is when you like use the material and then you still have a question and that's when I answer it um so that takes it to another level that you can't just find on the page I also like add the um another audio class embedded in the book the link is in the book because there's something to the quality of like my voice and I'm yeah. always channeling that you won't get on the page, yeah. but I want you to get everything. So when you get the book, get the, you know, download the the free audio class that is inside the book, but then go back to my website, MorganaRay.com and get the Q&A call um, because that's you human beings cut. This is what I love about coaching, being a difference oriented person is that human beings 
come up with the most amazing obstacles that never, you know, that's what's so, you know, mm-hmm. and, and are always generating new obstacles that I learn that make the work richer and it's fun. You know, it's like the woman is, can my money, honey, be a werewolf? And I'm like, well, is it a sexy werewolf? Do you like me? Do you feel safe? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) I love it. I can't wait to get the book. I'm going to definitely get it. And then I can do a review on my podcast about it. Oh, Uh, I love that. I do book reviews. So I did, you know, uh, one book review so far. That was Matthew McConaughey's book. So I'll definitely do a book review on this because... I'm all about like tapping in and, you know, going deeper. So this, this is my type of book. Well, and, and check out the reviews on Amazon, like the five-star yes. reviews, not, not the reviews that go, oh my God, there's so many blank pages where I'm supposed to write something. Well, you know, and by the way, yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert there. Hold on just a second. <laughs> this is what, oh. <laughs> they're not blank because they they're written in, but oh, wow. yeah, there you know there are there are worksheets. That's good. because that's that's where the magic. Yeah, I can't find any blank pages. Sorry, <laughs> I don't want to show you what's written in it. But so yeah, yeah there's content, but then there's then there is the twelve months of magic and manifestation, and that's that's where people get the results. So the people who do it love it, and honestly. Wow. The client that I mentioned in Florida who owns the big data company, she worked with my book and had her first quarter of a million dollar sales month before she hired me, before I ever knew she existed. And she was an employee of that data company. Then she hired me and I coached her and now she's the boss lady. Now she Oh man, I might need you to coach me. No. (laughs) Wait wait a minute. Well, where you would start is I would uh, invite you to check out my Ultimate Money Goddess Experience Retreat. That's mm-hmm. where, like, my data analyst who talks to dead people from Australia, she was amazingly cool. Like, on photo day, she was just talking to the clouds the whole time so that we could have really flattering cloud cover during all the photo shoots. And we were in Bali that year. And she was also talking to the volcano. So the volcano erupted two hours after she left and she was out of the way, but days before anybody else left so that we were all safe. Um, So, yeah, I get these very, I love, um, I call you my Hermione Grangers because, you know, smartest person in the room, but also the most magical. Well, like maybe that guy with the glasses is getting all the credit. (laughs) that's I would I would start by looking at my ultimate money goddess retreat. The next one is going to be uh, I do one a year. This year it's going to be in June and it's going to be in Mexico. Oh, uh, because traveling to Asia during a pandemic and wearing oh. a mask for thirty hours is just kind of a bummer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was easier. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm, I'm definitely going to look into that. I'm going to tell my mom about it. We got to come because, you know, my thing is getting rid of fear, you know, because um, I I was fearful. I have stage fright and I have podcast fright. But <laughs> believe it or not, um, but I, I forced the fear so I can continue to um, spread the message to people and motivate people. So that's my main issue. And that's probably been my money blocker. So <laughs> but I'm fighting it this year. So I've been jumping on even though even even you know I just get on anyway so and I think that's the way you do it action you know is when you're you're fearful of something just just get on do what you're afraid to do and then you know so people can get there's so much aliveness and fear especially if it's fear of doing something really good and worth doing it's Mm -hmm. it's um part of it is you know, is the adrenaline because you want it because you have integrity and you want to do a good job. Yeah. And it, and it's that energy that makes you perform really well. Uh, you, you don't have fear about like brushing your teeth, even though brushing your teeth is important, but like mm-hmm. um, when the stakes are higher, that's the fear shows up and it's like a, it's a map in the sands or not a map, um, a flag, a flag in the mm-hmm. sand saying treasure below. So um I love that you're doing what what you feel fear around because yes. 
that's that is that's where the juice and the excitement and the aliveness is yes and then it's just therapeutic doing this i mean you know for now it's just it's just audio but it's therapeutic and i think others show you the book oh my god i didn't realize <laughs> but eventually i will be doing uh the the video once i get more you know um accustomed and stuff but uh <laughs> makeup for nothing <laughs> yeah, i could probably show it i just <laughs> the ring light wait <laughs> yeah i just i just do audio but i just like i think it was like before it was no video but i think it's best to see to see you and to be able to look at you while you're speaking and i feel like mm-hmm. i was able to draw more questions out of people because i wasn't just talking and not looking at them i can i can feed off people's energy easy when i'm looking at them that's how i am no matter if the person is stern or chill it i could just feed off so that's why and you're just awesome there i mean there in this interview i am so grateful you know and i appreciate it and please everyone go out and get her book and if you need coaching go to her morganaray.com and and get get some coaching and stuff because we all sometimes need a, a therapist or a coach or something to get through all the things we're going through And and also the book is because I really I can't coach everybody and I'm not supposed to you know but I want to help everybody. So my yeah. website you can find the does money love you quiz there. You can find it at dosmoneyloveyou.com but you can also find it at morganaray.com. And what it does is it, in a very like loving non-judgmental easy pain-free way just you kind of measure where you are in different areas of your life because they all relate to money and based on your responses I send you a gift appropriate to where you are and some suggestions for what's next for you. Yeah. Also on my website, my blog, hundreds of articles and videos about everything you could possibly want to know about slaying your monster, meeting money honeys, the money goddess retreat, all that kind of stuff and and then, you know, products self study programs applications to have a conversation to look at coaching together um you know just whatever you need that's morganaray.com is the mothership uh yeah. because you know i just i i do podcasts like this and i really try to give away every secret i can yes i'm not so but if you look on page 33 i'll give you the answer there is like total bullshit um yeah because just you know the more people who have a loving safe relationship with life because really honestly mm-hmm. i i say relationship with money but i really mean relationship mm-hmm. with life that's all this is about i call it money because money is this area uh of pain that needs our love and healing Yes. Yes. It really is we're t- everything is really about relationship with life. It's not about money at all. The money results are a very fun, pleasant side effect that are great for marketing. Okay? <laughs> yes. I mentioned that Anna from my last retreat in September made 1.2 million dollars and is going to be assisting wow. on my retreat in June. Wow, that is amazing. Oh my god, this is so inspiring. <laughs> oh, I got to talk to you outside here one day just some more just just have a chat with you outside of this because um it's it's so inspiring to hear different stories from people that, you know, have came and 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 uh, manifested abundance in their life because that's what you know all the, th- the ideas i have it's it's on the lines of what some you know what Katie i think her name was Katie you mentioned the the tech uh, the tech owner um you know i think it's, it's just interesting so i definitely um i love these stories well money is really tricky for s- spiritual people because yeah. you know we really want to do good and we really don't want to hurt i think i was talking about that at the beginning and and as long as money's the bad guy Mm-hmm. and you know love and service and healing and happiness is over on you know one side and money is playing on the opposite team everybody loses so i needed for myself to mm-hmm. find a way to make them partners in doing good in the world 
And yes. the more loving I am, the more I prosper. Yes. I love it. Oh man. And um, let's say, I forgot to ask you about your quote. Like what's the, what's the quote that you go by? Um, mm. You know? Oh, it, yeah. My quote is change happens at the speed of safety. Boom. Change happens. At I the made that one up. <laughs> oh, see, I oh, love it. You know, all the yeah, every, every time I had to interview people would tell me someone else quote, I haven't had one person that told me their own quote they made up. So that's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you for being on here. And I want to thank everybody for listening. Please check out MorganaRay.com. And please stay safe out there. And also subscribe subscribe to BlueAlchemistPodcast.com. Thank you, everyone.